This is exactly right. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, boo. It's me, Roz. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing just fine. I got to talk to Adam Barry, who is one of the hosts of the TV show Kindred Spirits, which is on Discovery Plus and Travel Channel. This show is now about to have its seventh season premiere. And that will be, if you're listening to this the day that this episode comes out, that's tomorrow, the 20th of January. There's seven, well, there's six other seasons you can binge. I love it. I watch the show a lot. I really like their approach on the show. It's him. It's Amy Bruni. It's the psychic medium, Chip Coffee. Amy's been on the show. Adam's been on the show. And now he's back talking today about gay ghosts. We get into paranormal TikTok. We have a great time. So I hope you enjoyed this conversation. He Zoomed me from P-Town, Provincetown. So, um, you know, we caught up. We had a good time. So I hope you enjoy it. And 
I say we just get into it. All right. Here is me talking once again to Adam Barry. On with the show. Oh, my God. For his third appearance, I am joined by television's Adam Barry. Whoa. Hi. TV's Adam Barry right here at your... At your pleasure. Of the TV show Kindred Spirits, of course. Of course. New season coming out January 20th of 2023 on Travel Channel at 9, 8 Central and streaming same day on Discovery Plus. All right. And that's all we needed. Thank you. Yeah. Goodbye. Good night. Oh, my God. I love I love Kindred Spirits. I love you. I love Amy. I love the whole crew. You guys are awesome. Thanks for coming back. How are you? I'm very good. You know, it's 2023. It's a new year. I think what really gets me into the new year, to be honest, is, uh, you know, a new season, right? It's something to look forward to. It's not, most new years, you get into it and you're like, oh God, you know, how many days till Halloween? Usually (laughs) is what I think. But now, you know, every time we air in January, it's so much, you know, there's so much to look forward to. And then by the time the season is over we're in spring and it is beautiful and things are coming back to life and you know when do you guys shoot this show so we shot this season um starting the first week or second week of august and we wrapped the first week of november okay so it was a fast fast shoot and on top of that I mean, it was because so as we all know in the in the in our world, the the Warner Brothers and Discovery scripts merged. So it's now Warner Brothers Discovery, and that took a long time, and so it delayed our start date for filming Kindred. Uh, usually, you know, if we're lucky, we're out like mid-May, June, but we didn't start till August, and so we we hit the ground running. But on top of that, on top of that, we had all of our like uh, appearances in October to do all of those events that are like packed into that fall schedule. So when I tell you I was like uh, ragged, ragged (laughs) by the end of this shoot, I am not exaggerating. But um, yeah, we wrapped the beginning of beginning of November and uh uh it's 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 a quick turnaround they're airing it now i mean it's coming up wow god what how many days do you guys do in each location so usually it's like uh four to five days depending on the case like how big the location is Mm -hmm. um it's four to five days there is some prep work in terms of uh you know sometimes we interview the clients before we get there just to get their mindset and figure out what their what the activity is and uh, especially if they're really terrified. Like uh, there was a case we did in Florida one season where we talked to them on the phone and, you know, I gave them two quick ideas about a couple of things that were happening. And they were like, Oh, I never thought of it that way, uh, which eased their mind. But then they were still like, hurry up and get here and figure it out. Um, so we do that kind of prep work. And then uh, yeah, four or five days of nonstop filming and interviews and history and research. And then, if it, if, you know, obviously we have no idea what's going to happen on the episode. So we, we spend a lot of our time like racking our brain about why activity was happening and does it match up with any of the history. And, um, 
It's uh, it's it's really really fun, but again, it's 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 exhausting. But how do you? So when you find <laughs> these locations, like, how do you make sure it's not just people that just want to hang out with you guys for five days? We interview them, <laughs> so we know. You're like you're a little too know. excited, and I don't think that's a ghost. I think what you're talking about. Yeah, you're like yeah. I think, you know, um, they we interview them and they go through background checks. Cause I'm not coming in your house without a background check. That's a, that's a for sure. I need to do that uh, on my dating I apps. I need to do it the same way you guys do it. I need yep, to make sure 100%. you're for real. You're not going to waste my time. You should say, I need your name and your current address and whatever. And you figure it out because the thing is like, I need to know Like we're going in their house or wherever for a few days and people listening, people who have like, paranormal teams should be doing this for their own team members. Like there is no, you should not be working with somebody on a team that isn't background check. You don't know what's up in there, what's in their closet, what the skeletons are. Mm. Um, but we do that kind of thing. And we find a lot of information. We look at their social media. We find out, you know, uh, you know what they're in, especially if their social media is public, you know, the, uh, we'll find out like what they're into. Do they, post about us a lot do they follow us i check their name to see if they follow us already um you know and it's okay it's okay for a fan to need help and we go and help them um but we are very cautious about what you're talking about in terms of somebody you know just wanting to hang out with us for a few days and and uh, just want to take pictures can we just take a photo <laughs> i'm like no girl i got work today well that's the thing too with any paranormal investigation but particularly the when there's the pressure of cameras around i mean mm -hmm. these poor ghosts they might be <clears> like oh, we don't want to be on tv i don't want to i just wanted to spook these people yeah you know what's interesting we've used that to our advantage though so like last season and this is to get everyone ready for this season because you know sometimes it gets juicy so last season that pervert ghost there was that guy who was Talk, he coming through the spirit box and like talking through the spirit box and he kept saying like threesome yes and he was like weird right we use television to our advantage because we were like dude because we figured he was a more modern ghost based on what he was speaking like how he was talking and um i was like dude i was like th these are cameras you're gonna be famous you're going to be on television. Like you're going to be a star. So we've used that to our advantage to get them to talk to us. And then, you know, they tell us they want to have three sons and, and be weird. That guy was weird. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not judging. I didn't see what he looked like. I, I didn't either. I heard him. And I think there was one point where Amy was listening to the headphones. She was like, Nope, Nope. I'm not saying that. I remember Sorry, this. I'm not going to say that. Where was that? That was a house, right? <laughs> So that was a place in uh, in Vermont. It was one of the it was the oldest bed and breakfast in Vermont, oldest one of the oldest properties in Vermont. And the thing that was interesting about the carriage house that the property was used for a rehabilitation center for drugs and alcohol. Uh -huh. And while there were no recorded deaths associated with that rehabilitation center, chances are there might have been one or two. And so we assumed he came from that time period in the 70s and early 80s. Uh, but we couldn't pinpoint it, like mm. with a newspaper article or with any, you know, um, no police records or anything. So uh, I find that interesting yeah. that there's never 
how can you have a rehab and there hasn't been deaths? That just doesn't seem likely. I don't know. I, well, what sometimes what happens is if you are not declared de- dead on the property, it will not show up. So they'll take you to the hospital and declare you dead. I've heard that about Disneyland. You died at the hospital. True, 100%. They will not, Disney World too, they will not declare someone dead on property. They will take you off property. And you could be in the ambulance. And as soon as you get past those Mickey Mouse ears, they are like, oh, dead. Oh, now you're uh, dead. Oh, how interesting. Yeah. You didn't die here. Yeah. 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 Nope. And so I think, you know, that it could be a case like that, possibly. Um, also, uh, you know, as we know, you don't have to haunt where you passed away, you know? So maybe this this guy really, really enjoyed his time <laughs> in that carriage house with whoever he was enjoying his time with. And maybe he passed away somewhere else and, uh, you know, he came back there. You, oh god we're gonna get really deep i could go really deep with that and i don't know i don't want to it's sad i'll go deep you know i'll like, go deep and say something i i don't think i've ever said this i've never said this on this podcast i went to rehab when i was 21 <laughs> la um i went to rehab when i was 21 and um it was a wild environment mm. but yeah also i loved it i thought it was so great i mean i gotta be careful with how i say this because it's not like i want to go back like no but like it was the one time in my life where i was like i get to just focus on me and like not worry Mm -hmm. about anything else and right now is just about me and honestly there could be a world in which i would want to go back to something like that yeah that's what i that's exactly what i was gonna say it's like Sometimes we feel like spirits go back to a place in their life uh, or a time in their life where it was wonderful. It was joyous, like child, whatever that may be. Disney World. And thank you. I would go. Um, But like exactly what you just said, like this was this one, like what I, the vibe I was getting was this was an opportunity for this person to just exist on his own. Have three He was getting help for some, getting, thank you, have a lot of sex. Um, uh, Being... Uh, like getting the help he needed to overcome something that either, I don't know if he was there on his own or if somebody felt he needed to be there, but in any case he was getting help. Uh, Didn't have any outside things to deal with. It was taken care of. It's, you know, and so maybe he left there and he got, got in trouble again and he passed away and that's where he went back to. Cause he was like, here I am, but he was naughty, naughty, Mm. naughty, naughty. Mm. Well, that's what I like about your your approach. Like, you guys really do investigate in like in a way that goes. Um, there's focus on storyline with with why mm. these people are here, and and storyline not meaning like it's a fake scripted thing or anything, but the, everything's a storyline in life. And you guys figure out why would the spirit still be here or what is the problem with this? And I like it because a lot of, there's a lot of different approaches. And I think there's some investigators that are like the bouncer, like the bouncer has been called mm-hmm. because there's a demon acting crazy and now the bouncer's gonna throw them out and kick them on the street and you guys are more like managers of of a of a place dealing with these karen ghosts and you're like listen 
we just need to we need to figure out what's going on with you why are you acting like this you're not just kicking them out you're trying to figure that out and that's what i appreciate thank you i mean we always say that we're ghost therapists Mm -hmm. you know and it's 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 hard sometimes because we're not we're not therapists we're not doctors but there are times when on both sides of the equation, we are speaking to someone who's non-living, who has a problem in a situation that they need to conquer or get over or take care of in the afterlife, which is crazy. But then you're also dealing with, you know, people that are having, living people who are having these experiences who may be dealing with bouts of grief or, uh, or you know, their own family drama around the situation and what they're experiencing and he doesn't believe me and or whatever it is. And so we have to we have to be very careful and kind of balance the whole situation. Um, but you're right. In the end, it is about telling the story of who we think it is and why they are there. And I think that sets us apart from all the other shows that are out there. Um, because as an audience member, you could love Paranormal and love our show. As a, if you hate Paranormal but like history, you'll love our show because we'll talk about the history. We'll give you the backstory. If you don't like history and you don't like paranormal, you're just going to like us as people. <laughs> and so you'll get to watch it. And, you know, we'll say like, you watch your show with my family. Like, I can't wait to get together with my family again and, you know, have this time uh, to watch because it's, you know, you learn something, a story is told. Uh, we say cuss words a lot. <laughs> um, and it's, you know, it can be dramatic. Who cusses the most <laughs> out of you guys? Listen, okay. I don't, that's a hard question. I think, I think we both cuss the same amount, but for some reason, everyone gets fixated on a female saying the F word. Like, oh, <laughs> they're not supposed to do that. They, she's a lady. And I'm like, come, come on, come on. Um, and it happens. There was this woman, I think, even in our like, I posted the teaser for the for the show and I said I say in the teaser that is effed up and they beep it, right? Um and so then my post was like this is effed up, which is what I said, you know, I put a little asterisk where the u is. Sure. And there was this woman who was like I didn't I don't watch anymore because they have to say the f word all the time and I just wrote well the f on her comment, I was like, "Well, well, fuck. Um, um, well, I when it's bleeped to me, it's always funnier. Like it's like I love, yeah. I love getting bleeped. Like I think it's so funny to yeah. me. Well, it also builds like we're so conditioned to hear that sound, that bleep sound, when watching television, especially reality TV. You know, if it's on in the background, you're watching and you're not even paying attention. It's like a housewife. Show. It doesn't matter what it is." And all of a sudden, it's like, beep, you, beep, you, mm-hmm. you, stupid, beep. You immediately are like, what? You take a look, you like turn your head. And so I think it's, you know, it's triggering for a lot of people. But we're just, we're humans. We cuss a lot and it happens. And they also say that if you cuss a lot, you're intelligent. And so I'm going to be really smart. Yes, I love that. Well, you also deal with a lot of fucked up shit because we can cuss on the show. 
Um, oh, great. Thank, thank <laughs> fuck. You guys deal with some fucked up shit a lot. And thank you, you. <laughs> you're welcome. And, you know, <laughs> you guys also deal with getting touched, you know, or mm-hmm. whatever. You hear these horrible things in your headphones. You guys always, or a lot of times you do the Estes method, which is actually my favorite type of, um, you know, technique of paranormal investigation. I think it's amazing. And, um, you know, some of the stuff that goes through there and you're, when you're blindfolded and you're listening to these noise-canceling headphones, if someone touches you, yeah, you might say shit. Yeah, you might actually say, get the fuck off me, which has happened. Right. I mean, the, here, the thing is, it's scary. It's startling. And as humans, we have reactions to it. And maybe, you know, if you don't cuss a lot, maybe that won't be your reaction. That's totally fine. Um, but there are, there's a case, I, I don't think it's in the first three episodes, I think it's uh, like episode 705 or 65. Uh, and I I don't know why you sing to myself, but there was some something in the cellar of this basement. And I was like, you know, I'm going to sit down here all by myself and be blindfolded and have the headphones on and do the Estes method all by myself. Why? in this why exactly why in this cellar because i i wanted uh the opportunity uh there's many reasons i wanted to show that i wasn't so that apparently the spirit in that space didn't like me and so i wanted to show them that i wasn't afraid of them that they didn't have to be afraid of me either that i was just going to sort of surrender myself to the environment and say listen i, I i'm doing this you are not a problem i am not a problem see i can sit here blindfolded in a position of um, uh, whatever the word is, in a vulnerable position. Uh, and then Amy asked the questions through uh, the walkie. We had you know, a walkie down there. And when I tell you the touch, the like amount of touch that was happening, like poking and like angrily poking that happened where I, I like flinch and I was like, don't fucking touch me, mm. setting boundaries. And then it happened again. And Amy, who is listening to my mic audio on her headphones upstairs, says out loud, I heard the tap on his shoulder, like heard it. Uh... You know? Yeah. And so I was like, she was like, we got to get him. Out. And it's, it's, it's a crazy, crazy experience when that happens. But sometimes we do that to show vulnerability. Like, you know, I don't know what position this ghost is in, but we aren't here to harm you at all. So look what I can give you, which is openness and vulnerability in order for you to communicate. Cause I need to experience this activity they're having. And, uh, by God, it happened. <laughs> Do you think, how psychic are you? Uh, I mean, on a scale of one to, okay, we're all a little bit right. psychic. Uh, I, I don't know. It, sometimes I'm, I'm on, on, and I'd say like a four. Out of 10. Was it? I just think, I feel like you have to sort of work on it, and I haven't done any of that kind of I get you. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. 
This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Do you think that from the start of doing this kind of work, have you moved up? From like a one or a two to a oh. four, or what do you think? Yeah, I think uh, in 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 my own way. Like I'm not reading people. I mean, I read. People. Oh, you want to talk about reading? I read people. Where's my glasses? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't. I don't like. I don't do readings on people, and I also don't. You know, I don't psych, do those kind of psychic things. I think the, where investigators, as investigators, where we involve, where we evolve, is when you start out investigating you sort of are are thrust in an environment that has a lot of energy and, you know, it can be heightened and you're like, well, this is crazy. It's crazy. And I think as investigators, as, as, as you go along and the more you do it, you can kind of hone in on where the activity is coming from. You can walk into a space and be like, huh, it feels weird in here. Let's sit in here for a minute. You know, Uh, I explain it to people. Like if you're looking for, I don't know, I probably said it on the show before, but if you are like looking for a new apartment or a house and you walk into a place and you're like, Oh, this feels really nice. Or sometimes you walk in and you're like, something's off. I, yeah, I just, something's off. I don't like it. It's the same concept. And so we start paying attention to that a little bit more. Um, you know, the hair on the back of the neck stands up. It, it, it's, it's, it's something to pay attention to. So I think that has gotten better. And even Amy and I at times, uh, like when we were at Maplecroft, Lizzie Borden house where Lizbeth lives now, uh, where she where she died, uh, we didn't know where to start on that investigation. And so she and I separately walked through the entire house. Then we came back together and we wrote down the room names we wanted to start with one, two and three. And both our one and two were the exact same, but just interchanged. And like that means something. We were just basing it completely on how we felt in the space and we were like no this is the this is where we should start and we were both on the same page so i think that that definitely uh improves with time was lizzie borden a queer woman i think so yeah so the speculation is she had an, uh a, her the lover was the actress that lived with her at maplecroft and she something happened after a big party so lizzie Lizbeth is what she prefers to be called. Lizbeth uh, at Maplecroft used to, used to throw these giant, these lavish parties for the actors that were performing at a playhouse down the street, which still exists to this Cast day. Cast party, um, cast they, party at Lizbeth. Exactly, exactly. So she would hold these lavish parties, 
And this actress was living there at the time. Something happened at this party that her sister attended, that Liz, Lizzie's sister attended. And because they own the house together. And Lizzie's sister bought, uh, uh, sold, I guess, her portion of the house to Lizzie and moved away to Maine and never saw her sister like maybe once or twice ever again until they died. So something happened at that party. And the speculation is it had something to do with the actress. Uh, The actress, you know, moved away. There are correspondence letters to each other, but they're very cordial. However, I brought it up because, you know, I'm going to ask and being a gay, being a gay man, I'm going to, I need to know the tea. So I had to ask her about that situation and she shut down completely. Like I brought it because we were talking to Lizzie Borden, Lizbeth. We were talking to her. We had established that it was her. She loved to talk about her parties, her philanthropy, uh, her love for um, uh, her dogs, animals. Um, and the second you brought up the murder, she shut down. And if you brought up her relationship with the actress, uh, I didn't. I didn't really use the word lesbian because I don't. I don't know if. I don't know if that word. I don't even know if that. How old is that word? I don't even know. Um, but I, but I talked about the relationship, and I wanted to bring it up very nicely. Shut down completely. Wouldn't talk about it, which could and be it characteristic we, of that time, you know. It, exactly, and so I think you know what's interesting is there's a law firm in Rhode Island or, or Providence or something uh, that has all of the materials from the from the murder trial, the uh, axe murder trial, and they know whether or not Lizzie has confessed it, confessed. They know it's in the files, but the files are so old and locked up that no one's looked at them in a hundred years or whatever it is. And you still can't get access to them. We tried. Oh, we tried. Can't get access to them. And in those files, I'm sure it has talks about all kinds of stuff because they were her lawyer till she died. And so I'm sure there's all kinds of things in there that's just juicy, juicy, juicy. And I wish they would just release. All right. Them. We're going to get in there. We're going to get in there late at night. One night, we're going to put some masks on. Dun, yep. Dun, 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 dun. Yep. I'm going to lower you like mission impossible string wise. And you could go flying out, you know, like in a star formation. Yes. Like Tom, like Tom Cruise, like not hitting the sensors. Yes. And then if I get arrested, I'll be like, I just wanted to know if she was a lesbian. Exactly. Just scream lesbian the whole way. And then they'll let you go. She, she was dating an actress. An, mm-hmm. an actress and an actress. Oh, I see what you did there. Come on. I like that. I like that. An actress, actress. An actress and an actress. I feel like there's a musical there. There's something. Well, the Lizzie Borden musical, because, you know, there's a rock musical with Lizzie Borden about Lizzie Borden. I think they talk about that relationship. Well, there's also the movie with is it, with Kristen Stewart and um, yep. Chloe Sevigny, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they get really intimate mm-hmm. in that movie. So, yeah. Listen, here's the thing. She doesn't like to talk about it. I'd say, and Chip brought up, you know, when Chip Coffee was there at the psychic medium that we used, he sort of brought in her personality. She has to look perfect. Like she has to look, she has to be put together. And like, you know, that makes sense. You know, I mean, people are like, did she do it? 
I don't know. I sometimes I think she did. Sometimes I think she didn't. Today, I'm gonna say I don't think she did it. Last month, I could have been like, yeah, I think she did it, or she had split personality. Like Lizzie did it, but Lizbeth didn't, mm. right? But why would someone who murdered their father and stepmother stay in the town for the rest of their lives? For the rest of her life, like just stay for the rest of your life, ridicule. Everyone knows who you are. You have all of the money. You got all the money, you know, and you have bought this big mansion. You drive it. You have a limousine, but you just kiki in town. And she says it's because she wanted to see the look on everyone's. She wanted to be able to look everybody in the eye when they finally found out that she wasn't. She's not the one who did it. I guess I could be bold. I could. I guess I know it could be bold talk. Who knows? I, I'm. I like her. <laughs> I do too. Honestly, so this is the thing. When we talk, when we talk to her, I we we both said, "Is it strange that we like like her? Like we want to hang out with mm-hmm. her?" Because she made a jo- she made a joke to me because Amy was doing the spirit box, listening to the spirit box, and doing the Estes method up in her room, and I was downstairs, and I said. I said, Lizzie, uh, I said, Elizabeth, let's throw a party. You, you love to throw a party. Let's throw a party here. And Amy goes, your house. As if she was saying, no, not, not, not here. your house. We're not going to. Exactly. And I was like, oh, and I was like, not my house. You're not like, coming you over. <laughs> yeah. So I like, I mean, I like her. Every time we went over there, you know, we went over there a bunch of times to film specials and stuff. And, you know, she's there just living her living her best life afterlife living her best afterlife have you found other gay ghosts like confirmed gay ghosts um the only other time uh the only other time was uh when i was on ghost hunters and we investigated where the gemini lounge fire happened in La- uh it louisiana was in new- yeah yeah in new orleans it was the the, uh, someone threw a Molotov cocktail in the stairway of this building uh, upstairs where they had like, they had church basically. And it was also a place for people to hang out and be gay. And uh, it was the, at the time, it was the biggest uh, mass like murder of, of a minority. I think uh, up until Pulse. I yeah, think. it was horrible. I read uh, about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think when we were there, I talked about, you know, uh, Obama was president at the time. We could get legally married. I was married. I talked about that. I talked about, you know, not having to hide. And, you know, they reached out to us. But other than that, I really haven't um, come across other gay ghosts. And somebody asked me that, like, during Pride Month. They were like, have you ever encountered gay ghosts? And I was like, yes, that one time. But the reason why I think it is is because you don't lead with that <laughs> conversation, you know, even in life, we don't lead with that. We don't be like, hi, I'm Adam. Are you gay? Like, you don't, you don't do that. You kind of say, hi, I'm Adam. What's your name? And you get to know the person and you find out what they need or what they want as a ghost. Like, what do you need? What do you want? If it comes up in conversation? Yes. But usually it doesn't because it's not, uh, it, it's just, if they are, it's, it's not of importance, I guess, if that makes sense. It's like, uh, you don't lead with it. If if we found out like through history and research that, that yes, they were a lesbian or gay or whatever. And then of course we would bring it up, but it isn't just something that, uh, that comes up. 
because I don't know, because we're all people, we're all the same and we're all equal and it doesn't matter, I guess, is the, is the, like it, you know, it's the least, uh, I don't, you get what I'm saying? You understand? It's kind of like, uh, we should, we don't, we should treat each other with the same kind of thing always. And I think. I wonder sometimes if there's scenarios where, because we, when you talk about people in different generations and could that be why they're still earthbound just because they didn't get to come out or whatever. But I guess I don't really know specific scenarios of that, but I imagine that it exists. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that goes along with unfinished business. Mm -hmm. You know, people have a lot of the spirits we encounter, we say, you know, they have unfinished business of some kind. And so that can absolutely be it. Um, and I've, you know, I I brought up the fact that I was gay, like uh, this season on Kindred when uh, they didn't they didn't they didn't show it. Uh, but no, I <laughs> just so everyone knows, I'm we were, gay. Every every location you walk it. into, you were like, "Hi, I'm gay. Talk to me." <laughs> um, we were on, uh, we were at the Valley Camp in Sault Ste. Marie. It's this giant freighter, and I was down in the coal room, and uh, a piece of coal you know, they think Cole gets thrown at people and they were really interested in Amy, you know, you know, these, sometimes these men ghosts, they're just like, Bleh. they're like grubby. And so they, they would only talk to us if Amy was in the room. And so I was like, I was like, you leave for a second. Let me have a conversation. And so I had a conversation. I was like, I'm gay. And I wanted the rat. I wanted the reality. I wanted to hear them be like, ah, bleh. get mad at me or something, you know, like, ah, this guy, this, um, but they didn't, they didn't care. They didn't care. They were like, where's the girl? All right. Allies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. I was like, fine, great. Fine. Fine. These, these men down in the coal mines or whatever. Um, but I, I, I think, uh, I think it would be interesting to uh, do more locations where I know, you know, the individual or, or the people there were part of the queer community because you know, uh, it, I think it would be good for our audience to see, um, you know, I think it's changed a lot since that, for that Gemini lounge fire episode on ghost. Go Hunters. back there. I think that was, yeah, I think that was like, I, I do, I do want to go back there. I think that was like 2013 or 14. And, you know, my inbox was full of like, why did you have to tell the world you're gay on television? What do I say to my kids? Like, I'm just trying to watch a ghost show and you had to bring politics into it. Like those kind of emails. Yeah. And I was like, this is, this is fucked up. Um, and it's definitely changed a lot since, you know, since that time. Uh, but I think it'd be really cool to do some locations where we absolutely knew, uh, you know, that maybe it was a nice old elderly couple that lived together for a very long time and they passed away and, they're still there. Like, I want to meet those ghosts, those gay ghosts. I also love, like, a nice gay couple with their own bed and breakfast or whatever. I feel like I feel like those have popped up a time or two on Kindred Spirits. A little gay couple with, like, well, a historic house. You did have the, the bed and breakfast where they were cousins. They were cousins. They were cousins? Two, two men were cousins. And I was like... About that, they were like, "We're cousins, we're cousins," and I was like, okay, "Oh, then maybe okay, I'm wrong. Okay. Maybe I haven't seen this before." 
no, 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 no. You were right. You were probably right because I was right, but they just said they were cousins. Oh, good for them. You know what I'm saying? And I, they were older. They're very, you know, and they had been through a lot. And I was like, they were like, we're cousins. And I was like, but my radar is <laughs> antique, gotta... honey, the antique. Oh, yes. Was that the one that had like the music box? It was the one with the train, the, the train, train triggered the activity. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, see. Yeah. And I was like, uh, you know, maybe they're not if they're watching this. If they're watching this, they are. Well, um, if, <laughs> then it's confirmed. <laughs> it's confirmed. If they're watching this, there's they no are. cousins watching, watching this. this. Yeah, you know. Well, because that's the I've seen every episode of your show, but then over Christmas break, I was really feeling um, arts and crafty, and so I binged like two three seasons or more i can't remember mm -hmm. and so when thank you, thank of you. course but keeping our keeping our numbers but up. when i binge i get confused of what place was what and like there's just so many you watch so many back to back to back mm -hmm. um but i did get to watch this season i got to see a little advanced screener as we call it in the business um i got mm -hmm. to see the first three episodes and i love it you guys are great chip Thank the you. incredible psychic medium Chip Coffee is back in person, and um, he yeah. is incredible. Has he? Why doesn't he have a brand of coffee chip, coffee flavored chips called Chip Coffee's Coffee Chips? You know, I I think it's a missed opportunity. I I don't know the answer to that. There's so many people that spell his last name like <laughs> coffee, like C O F F E E that he could absolutely get away with it. Um, but I, I just, he, I don't, is he, I don't know if he's perky enough, honestly, for a coffee brand <laughs> because he goes in and he will tell you like it is from the beginning. And then he's like, I'm tired. I'm going home. And he just is exhausted from it all. <laughs> he needs coffee most of the time. <laughs> well, yeah, I imagine that's draining to go into some of these places. Well, like you guys don't, you don't really go to happy places <laughs> like you do sometimes, but I know I, I go to my happy place when I'm done. I think <laughs> if they are, well, I mean, when you think about it, we only get 10 episodes and hopefully one day that changes, but you get 10 opportunities to help 10 different people or locations. And so usually they're the worst of the worst. They're the ones that need the help the most, the ones that are the most desperate, um, you know, we're not going to go to Betty's house if she just hears a knock. Like, that's not happening. And she wants to bake cookies for us, you know. That's not happening. Um, so, so yeah. So, sometimes it can get very gloom and doom. What I love about this season, though, is they're showing a bit more of Amy and I's personality at mm. times. Because you saw the first three episodes, yes. right? Those are heavy handed. Those are heavy episodes because, you know, we want to get you into the season and trap you and keep you for all 10 episodes. You got me. Um, thank you. Well, good. One person we got, we got, we got, we start with one and we'll get the rest. Um, but I think there's, I think they've, they've been showing our personality a little bit more where we're like, you know, Ooh, nope, don't like that. You know, kind of 
how we normal like how I am now like people are like you're so normal like oh normal normal um you're so like you're you have a personality and you're funny and you guys are so funny and it's like yeah they don't show that on the show because you know it's we don't a we don't have time a lot of the times you know we have enough time to show you but uh b it is serious yeah you guys are dealing think, with you know, very serious stuff and you're you're helping people both living and dead yeah I mean in the first so the first episode the the idea is, you know, the whole idea behind going there was like you have this person, these these group of people who are running a facility. They're upkeeping this historical society, um, but the location itself has a lot of darkness around it. You know, they it was at one point ran by this man named I was going to say Nicholas Cage, but that's not right. <laughs> something Cage. Um, it, it's it's something, something Cage. Cage. It's not Nicholas. It's not Nicholas Cage. No. It's not Nicholas Cage. Um, but. You know, this guy was, he was evil. He was taking, not e he was evil, for, I guess, in a, in a way. Like, he was being funded by um, the town to keep this place so that people that could not afford a place to go could live there. It was like a poor farm. But he would take the money and, you know, throw lavish parties for himself and his friends. And he would spend the money on other things. And he would chain people to the wall in the basement, in, in the dungeon. Like, there was a literal dungeon. So, um yeah, not the happiest place, but the, the people running it had all these experiences and didn't understand uh, why it was happening to them because they were doing everything right. Obviously, they had they got into that place. They are taking care of that place. They are talking about the history. They are shedding light on the location. They're talking about its past and what it did for the community. They're running a nonprofit organization. They're by all by all. Uh, circumstances they are doing everything correctly so why is the activity you know preventing them from doing certain things making them uncomfortable making them uneasy uh to the point where you know there was one guy that was working there uh didn't want to be there uh, by himself you know he caught that that cell phone footage of the banging at the top of the stairs he's like i don't want to be there and then a psychic, a psychic comes up and like takes the tour and then calls him the next day out of nowhere and says, hey, by the way, something's following you around and like getting you, which is so mean to do to somebody. Um, yeah, I mean, they were terrified. Yeah, that's like, so it was I like, I didn't want to say anything during the tour, but actually the tour, like, that's like a bad Yelp review. Like, I couldn't focus on the tour because there was a demon crawling behind you the whole time. <sighs> It's the it's probably the worst thing you can do. Even if you are psychic, like for real, don't call somebody after the fact and give them anxiety. I mean, like that's like when somebody, you know, I don't know, comes up to you and be like, hey, you don't look so well. How are you feeling today? It's like, girl, what? Should I be sick right now? Yeah. What's happening? My anxiety's through the roof. It's shade. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's it's psychic shade. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh don't like it. So, yeah, I mean, so that case, you know, it, it was really, uh, I think what was really cool about that case and trying not to give too much away, but being able to bring in all of the people that work there into the investigation and giving them an opportunity to ask the questions they needed to know. Um, because A, it's Amy and I, all we can do is try to figure out who it is really. And, and, but they're there all the time. And so it's like, let them ask the questions, let them find out what they need to know. Uh, because there were, there were four of them and I can't speak for all of them. And, uh, 
uh, it was really cool to see the reactions from the spirits and talking through Amy in the spirit box to them and like witnessing that happening in the space because you could feel that the spirits really appreciated what was going on. But uh, also these, these people that work there are finally getting their, uh, I guess, uh, getting a platform to speak to who they're wanting to help and take care of. Well, right. Because I imagine, you know, there's probably a lot of investigations, whether on TV or not, where they go in, they stir some shit up, and then they're like, bye, we're done. And then the people that live there or work there or whatever have to deal with the mess. And I, I would see, I can imagine that you guys, including those people, that seems like completely the right thing to do if you're trying to get these ghosts to to coexist or to to get along with them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we we can't ever forget that no matter what, like no matter what, when we leave that location, they the people that live there or the people that work there do not get to go. They are going to be there every day, especially if they live there, families and stuff like that's their house. Mm-hmm. So we are always hyper, hyper aware of like knowing whatever we say and whatever we find, we have to be honest about all of it. We have to tell them the truth. We can't hide. Like sometimes we get uh, evidence and we're like, Oh God, that sounds really crazy. Or that looks really intense or uh, you know, what happened to you when you were using like getting touched? Like that's, Oh God, they're not going to like to see this, but uh, spoiler alert, it's going to be on television anyway. <laughs> right? So, There's no secret. And so, we have to just tell them like we have to tell them and we have to kind of, you know, we have to make sure we know what we're talking about and giving them a proper solution because we get to go home. We get to go to our house and they are still going to be there sitting in their living room with that activity. And so we have to improve the situation at all times. It's like you hear about some of these makeover shows or whatever (laughs) people Oh God. Like those, my, those are my favorite clips when somebody, when they show like the ones where they're like, I don't like this. I, what, what did you do? Uh, there are those clips where they're like, no, yeah. did, no. And then it's like, all right, bye guys. <laughs> and then as soon as the crew bye. leaves, all the walls fall in their house. Like, um, yeah. Well, Adam, I think that does it for another, another visit from television's Adam Barry. Thank you for taking the time. We're so excited for the new season. Tell people once again where to find it and where to find you and all that. Well, if uh, the new season of Kindred Spirits begins January 20th at 10, 9 central on Travel Channel and streaming same day on Discovery Plus. You can watch Discovery Plus on uh, streaming platforms and your computer and your phone. Um, And then you can follow me on Twitter Adam J. Barry, Instagram, Adam Barry, Tickety Talk, The Adam Barry, um, and my new merchandise store called AdamBarryMerch.com. AdamBarryMerch.com <laughs> is the jingle. That's uh, good. Did you write that? Of, yeah, it was, re- it was really hard. I like said to, I was like using different instruments and keys. It was That's good. Hard. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm coming out with more stuff. Uh, cause I like to, I like to make things people like, 
uh, it has a spooky nature. I just came out with this amazing knit blanket. People are like, you're doing knits now? I'm like, yeah, honey, I'm doing knits. Yes. I'm doing knits. In your knit era. <laughs> Wait a second. I'm making all the blankets. I'm not on TikTok at all. I need to follow you, though, but I technically have one. Um, what do you think about TikTok paranormal stuff? Like, are you seeing do good we... stuff? Are you seeing... Do you... Uh, it's so hard. Do we have another hour? I don't believe here's anything I th- that I see, unfortunately, here's, but... Uh. Yeah, here's the thing. There are people... I like paranormal TikTok that talk about history, right. uh, that know their history and facts. My Bloody Galentine is very good. Uh, New England spooky, spooky Ghoul, Amanda, she's very good. Um, I like those kind of things. I do not like paranormal TikTok where someone is just sitting and talking like this and they're doing a video and then the door behind them see that like mirror the door opens right like come on i hate that so much and like you know what your house could be haunted sure um but the the one problem is they have nothing to lose right they have started a pay they started a tiktok they say it's paranormal tiktok they, they have all these stories and the activity and they're showing you all this stuff um but in the end they have nothing to lose. So if somebody finds out that it's all fake, uh, they can just delete their account, start a new one, or delete their account and like, or not delete their account. No, don't even care. And like, keep going. Um, and I think, uh, you know, with us, it's credibility. It's credibility. It is, it is, you know, without the credibility, you can't help people. You can't do anything. So I'm just not, a, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of that. But, but what if it I'm is on the ticket top. It, but how do you know? know? And the thing is, like, I've tried. Remember that thing that came out? Uh, that guy on Twitter that. Dear David. Uh, just David. Dear David. Okay. Yeah. I don't believe that it, it for two be, seconds. Well, it turned out to be a complete story. He he admitted it's a complete story. When did story, he admit it? He made it up. It's online. I looked at I think I think he admitted that it was a completely fabricated story and that they're going to make a movie out of it like it was a whole well i knew from the very jump i'm like this guy is a writer he's an animator this is the best story i've ever seen this is the best looking ghost i've ever seen in a photo i don't believe this for a second and then he did get a movie deal and his own show and i don't believe it i don't i never believed it and and he refused to to do interviews he also refused to get help so he was really afraid and so many people were like tagging us always. And I reached out to him privately and I said, hey, look, I don't know what's happening here. I don't know if this is real or not. I was like, I'll take it with a grain of salt. But if you actually need help, we can come in. I was like, we don't even have to do it for television. I mean, if you let us uh, post about it on social media that we're there and you can talk about us being there, um, we'd love to give you the opportunity like to get actually get actual answers silence never reached out never talked to and i've done that you know i've done that a couple of times for people that are like this person really needs help like if they really believe them and they don't nobody ever wants help they just want to keep posting their crazy experiences and crazy things and that to me is like and they're still freaking out about it it's still the worst day of their (laughs) life they're not sleeping they haven't slept in days and i'm like okay we can help you do something about the content the numbers Exactly. And so I'm like, I don't believe that. Um, but there are some people out there like, you know, the two that I mentioned that are that are doing really cool paranormal stuff, because not only are they, you know, uh, giving you history, giving you mystery, telling you a story about a location, 
Um, they go investigate and they go like group investigations. Like they came to Mount Washington with us and, uh, you know, and they show something that happened there and they don't sugarcoat it. And they're like, look at this cool thing going off. And, you know, and they leave it at that. And that's, it's enough. It honestly is enough. Well, you heard it here. Adam, Thank you. I'm a big fan. I adore you. I wish you weren't such a potty mouth, but... I know, fuck. I really enjoy... <laughs> I really enjoy what you guys do, and I can't wait to watch the season. Thanks for doing this. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for your support, and uh, yeah, let's do it again soon. Yay! Thank you so much to Adam Berry. Check out Kindred Spirits. Let me know what you think. I just, I love their approach. I think they're such cool investigators and they're just really good at talking to the ghosts and being like, hey, what's the problem? What's wrong? Let's figure this out. I think that's nice. Are you following me on Instagram? It's at Roz Hernandez, TikTok and Twitter at It's Roz Hernandez. Please rate this show five stars. And you could subscribe to it or follow it. You can rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all over the place. Tell your friends about it. My Patreon still exists. A couple years of, of content there. At Roz Dresvelez. <sighs> I love you all. Both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! Star Brains Avenue, a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network.